You're listening to Gibraltar Stories, a podcast in which I hope to share some fascinating stories connected to Gibraltar. My name's Lindsay Weston. I've been living here in Gibraltar for almost 10 years, and during that time I've discovered more and more about this tiny and very special place. Its history, its people, famous visitors, and its role in important events on the world stage. For a steep limestone cliff with an area of just 6.8 square kilometres jutting out into the Strait of Gibraltar, it has a lot of stories to tell. This skull, Darwin held it in his hands and he he talked about the, the magnificent Gibraltar skull. And so it was almost complete, so it was almost giving people an idea of what these people were like and the, how different they were from us. The, the strategic position always matters in terms of how um, others view Gibraltar and the interest that can be gained out of control of, of, of the place. I say it's a microclimate within a microclimate. A microclimate is when you get small changes in a short space and you know Gibraltar itself we know is very different from like Spain it never gets quite as hot as nearby Spain or Morocco never gets quite as cold in the winter there's only been one time that there's ever been an air frost that's been recorded I arrived here and I looked at uh, Marina Bay and I went ah now that's where my the, the, the murderer's yacht is moored and that's where that so and so that flat over in Neptune house um that's exactly, and that's the wrong way, and that's where the chase takes place. So it's wonderful. Hello, and welcome to episode four of the Gibraltar Stories podcast. In this week's episode, I'll be taking you back in time a few months to when the sixth annual Gibraltar Literary Festival was on in November last year. Each year, writers, broadcasters, academics and public figures flock to the rock to speak about a whole range of subjects, from history and travel to ancient poetry and modern fiction. One of the writers who has appeared at the festival on a number of occasions is Robert Dawes, known for his acting roles in UK television dramas like The Royal, Midsummer Murders and Poldark, as well as for his writing for stage and radio plays. Robert is also the author of a series of murder mysteries which are set in Gibraltar. Robert has had a long association with The Rock and that's why he chose to set his Sullivan and Broderick novels here. I was lucky enough to catch up with him while he was at the festival. We had a chat on the deck of the Sunborn Hotel, which for those of you who are unfamiliar with Gibraltar, is rather close to the airport runway. The reason for me mentioning that will soon become apparent. But first we hear from one of Robert's talks at the festival when he read from one of his short stories called Tunnel Vision. My name is Tamara Sun. I am a detective sergeant serving with the Royal Gibraltar Police Force. This is a personal testimony of events that took place on the 15th and 16th of September 2016 in the British Overseas Territory of Gibraltar. On the evening of the 15th of September at 10.30pm, I left the RGP headquarters on New Mole Parade. I was heading to a colleague's apartment on the east side of the rock at Catalan Bay. Having agreed to have sit a dog for a week while she was away in Italy. Taking my motorbike, I headed up Centre Pavilion Road. This route would lead me up to Europa Road, from which I would ride south to Europa Point, 
At the point, the road turns northwards towards the Dudley Ward Tunnel and the Eastern Coast Road to Catalan Bay. It was a clear night, with next to no traffic on the roads. It had been a long day, and I was looking forward to getting to the apartment and cooking a late supper. I mentioned this to point out that although tired, I was alert and able. Robert, um, you've got a long association with Gibraltar. What, what brought you here, first of all? Well, chance, as uh, is often the case in life. Uh, I first came here in 1989 uh, by way of uh, going to, well, there goes a plane. Oh, no. uh, it's exciting, you see. On cue. Yes, we're on the Sunborn uh, floating yacht, so we're right next to the... Um, uh, well, that's exciting. I'm enjoying this. Uh, well, uh, that's how I came to Gibraltar. I flew in, uh, and uh, at the end of a holiday, I flew out. But I, I'd gone over to Spain. Uh, my sister and her husband uh, uh, lived over there for, in uh, Sotter Grande for about 25 years. So uh, we'd always come via Gibraltar and, of course, always stop. You know? And uh, from the very first visit, I thought, my goodness, this is a fascinating place. And here we are, I keep on, goodness, where are I, 89, coming up to nearly 30 years. And so I've, uh, I've been in touch and visited many, 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 many times and seen all the extraordinary changes yes. that have uh, happened over the years. And uh, I find it a very ex- exciting place to, to be. I, I, I love it. If I could live over here myself, I would. And you've chosen it as the setting for your novels. Yes, well that came about quite interestingly I'd uh, been commissioned by ITV to, to write a pilot for a, a detective series uh, set in Yorkshire and um, that rumbled on for about two years at the end of which, uh, of course, they didn't make it uh, they went with uh, uh, another project so it sort of went into the bottom drawer uh, for about oh, three or four years and uh, a friend of mine who's a, a crime novelist said, you know, have you ever thought of writing a book? So I said, well, no. I'd written plays and come up with ideas and I'd co-created a, a detective series for Radio 4 and various other things, uh, but not, not a book. So it, that got me thinking. And then I suddenly remembered I had this plot that I'd spent a lot of time researching, uh, albeit in, in York, uh, but the, 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 the skeleton of it, the, the bare bones of it, uh, seemed to hold so I thought well I'll tell you what I'll do I'll write a novella because uh, then if it's terrible then people haven't wasted a lot of time reading it and I haven't wasted a lot of time writing it and then I thought I don't really want it to be in Yorkshire as much as I love Yorkshire where could it possibly be and then I had one of those eureka moments where I suddenly went fantastic the police force, uh, as we all know, in, in the Royal Gibraltar Police Force is modelled on, you know, the, the British police system. And our Royal Gibraltar Police Force, second oldest police force in the world. Not many people know that. Uh, I certainly didn't until I did a little bit of research. So it seemed to be a, a happy fit, and, and I'm happy to say uh, uh, it's remained so. Certainly from the writing point of view, I, I, I love spending large chunks of the, the year in, in Gibraltar, even when I'm physically in mid Bedfordshire. <laughs> so you, obviously all your, your history of coming to visit the rock on visiting family in Soto nearby, that's all given you background information and research. Well, I've certainly had lots of people to, 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 to phone up and ask, but of course what's happened over the years is that uh, 
uh, I've got uh, rock solid friendships with people you know in Gibraltar, which has been great. So I've had no shortage of, of, of people uh, to help advice, and it sort of really kicked off, I, I guess, uh, about six years ago when the, the first novella came out. I've been over here for research and had a wonderful time, and. Uh, a friend of mine over here said, well, we're having a literary festival. It's the very first one. Um, so the next thing I, I knew was I got a very kind invitation to come and uh, talk about uh, my books with two other uh, uh, writers um, who set their, their novels in, in, this, uh, in this region, uh, in Spain uh, and in, and in Jib. Uh, so we had a wonderful time with that, and from that I've sort of got many, many more friends. And uh, and this is my third visit to the Gibraltar Literary Festival, which is, I think, one of the the best run and, and most pleasant literary uh, festivals uh, on the scene. Well, it's certainly it's a fantastic location for a, for a literary festival because so many venues are so close to each other, and yeah. some of them are iconic buildings, aren't they? Oh yes, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, I mean that's one of the things uh, about Gibraltar. I mean, we're sitting here on the sunbeam and we're looking at the, the new developments, which are you know very impressive and look marvellous across the marina here. But as you know, you well know, you just go a little bit further in the old town and casemates and, and uh, all the, 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 the wonderful buildings and lanes and passageways which, which make up the, the, the old town and, uh, uh, and the upper town and it's, uh, it's an extraordinary place uh, and a lot of people uh, who've never visited don't get it I mean for goodness sake they still call it an island and I say, well, yeah, well, I wouldn't do that, it's, you know, and, I, and, and don't call the apes monkeys. You know, there are certain basic rules that you have to have quite rightly adhere to. But, no, it's one of the things about uh, Gibraltar, and I sort of uh, try to use it in, in my novels. I've just completed the third novel now, Killing Rock, and uh, all three have got a, a similar uh, uh, device in as much is that they begin with an incident in history and that incident has contemporary uh, ramifications which of course have to be solved by my main protagonists Chief Inspector Broderick and Detective Sergeant Tamara Sullivan uh, and, uh, and the sheer history of the place gives you so much to choose from I mean, the Poison Rock is uh, starts in the Second World War with the extraordinary situation here with um, uh, German spies and, and Russian influences and MI6 and it's an it extraordinary world to to get to get involved in. Uh, so I had a wonderful time writing that, and uh, and the, the latest book, Kill it, Killing Rock, uh, begins in the 60s and uh, brings over something from mainland Spain that affects over here. So yes, I mean it's fantastic, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I've got so many, I've got reams and reams of plot ideas, uh, many of them based on, on on starting in the history of of Gibraltar and uh, the extraordinary events that have happened here. Well, certainly from reading your books, Gibraltar is one of the main characters alongside your uh, your oh. part- police partnership. I would say. Oh, well, I'm delighted to hear that because it's you know it's it, it is important that you get certain things wrong. I mean, as a as a writer, as, as, as you know, you have to take a certain amount of artistic license every now and again. 
and uh, and I understand that the, you know, certain things need to be slightly adapted. Certain names you can't mention, for instance, and, and certain buildings you can't describe exactly as they are because they're sensitive. Although you need to to be there, I've, I mean, I'm sure I've taken certain liberties with St Bernard's Hospital. Uh, uh, mind you, I say that I've just spent a week sort of setting scenes in, in St Bernard's and going uh, pains to to make sure I was on the right level and where the chapel was on the ground floor and where the A&E department are and all the, all the rest of it. So I really do try. Uh, but sometimes it's, it, it's, it, it's not, entirely, not entirely possible and you have to change names and, uh, and, and what have you. But Gibraltar is, I mean, it's so rich in, in, in character. Uh, and the, the Gibraltarian people are so extraordinary in, in, in nature. I mean, I've, uh, I find them uh, wonderful. I've got many close friends here who I value uh, very greatly, and they've always been very, very kind to me. Um, and including friends like yourself, who've actually not been here so long, uh, but love Gibraltar every bit as much as uh, as I do, and the Gibraltarians understandably do themselves. Yeah. Yeah, very much so. Now you you mentioned that uh, you've, you've had to change names, and that was something that I noticed. For example, Ocean Village yes. uh, has a different name in the novel. Atlantic Village, I believe. I it's just... Atlantic Village, uh, but I've, I've, I've stopped that now because I managed to get through to someone, uh, and they said, "Oh, for goodness' sake, you can, of course, you can use it." So. Um, uh, Atlantic is a, is is a, in another part of the forest now, uh, and uh, Killing Rock is strange. Sitting on the Sunborn here, very fortunately on, on the on Sunborn, I've just been looking out. I arrived here and I looked at uh, Marina Bay, and I went, ah, now that's where my the the, the murderer's yacht is moored, and that's where that so and so that flat over in Neptune House. Um, that's exactly, what, and that's the run where that's where the chase takes place. So it's wonderful, yeah. and of course, this has all been going on in my head in 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 in, in Bedfordshire, <laughs> you know, for for days on end, trying to get it right or whatever. And suddenly you're here, and you go, ah, oh, and your first alarm bell's gone. Have I made a mistake? Yes. And I went, ah, oh, I've made a slight mistake. I thought that the pontoon connections on the moorings were more pontoon, and they're obviously there's concrete. concrete and whatever. <laughs> So I've got to correct that. Uh, a simple little thing, but um, I got it wrong. Um, but uh, which is, is annoying. But I'm at the stage with that novel where I can correct it, and uh, I'm on the way to the Garrison Library uh, uh, this lunchtime, and I'll be checking a, a particular set of steps to make sure they are actually the dead end. I hope they are. If they're not, I've got to change that as well. And find another dead end. And find another dead end, <laughs> or, c- or come up with some obstruction. Um, <laughs> Because that's a wonderful thing about fiction. If it don't work, you can make it up. <laughs> <laughs> Your attention to detail is very, very precise, which, oh, I, as somebody who's lived in Gibraltar for quite a while, I, can, I know these places that you're describing, and even when you've changed their names, it's quite obvious what you're talking about. I, I found that quite interesting, because obviously the vast majority of people who will read your books won't ever have been to Gibraltar. No, I mean, this is, this is something... Well, thank you very much for that. It's very kind. Um, I... Uh, it is important, really, and uh, uh, strangely enough, I find myself with, with with readers all over the world, such as uh, the wonders of the uh, electronic book these days. Uh, so uh, I've, I've got an email the other day from someone in Tobago saying I've never been to Gibraltar and I really want to really want to go. Um, 
And I love that. I mean, I really do because uh, that means my enthusiasm for uh, for the rock has has at least conveyed itself in in some response. I mean, it has to be said that I have more than quadrupled the murder rate in the rock. Uh, more than that, I've sort of. Someone said to me the other day. They said, "Well." Our crime rate, thankfully, is very low. But if you read your books, it's the new Midsummer, <laughs> and I go, well, that's it. And I, and I hope I'm forgiven for that, because really, writing crime novels uh, is a form of entertainment. You know, I, I don't allude to any you know pretensions of, of high literary art or whatever. Uh, if I'm doing my job half decently, then they're good stories that people believe. And they're entertaining, which means they start and they want to know what happens, and they keep reading to uh, to the end. So, uh, I mean, that's uh, so it's wonderful when you get a response from people saying, "Oh, I want to go to Gibraltar now," and uh, and I correct them about the the apes, and I correct them about the island, and, and do all those basics or whatever. But uh, and I've had people on cruises now saying, "Oh, we've we've, we've booked, so we we're definitely coming into Gibraltar," which is lovely. You know, so uh, that, that gives me a lot of pleasure. <laughs> well, reading between the lines, it sounds like you've got uh, a good few more books in you yet set in Gibraltar. Uh, yeah, well, yes, I, 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 I hope so. I mean, uh, the next book I'm writing, I've just completed Killing Rock, so that will be out in the new year. But the, uh, the next book I'm writing, I'm writing a cycle, uh, standalone uh, psychological thriller. Which is well, I'm not moving very far. It's just along the coast in Spain, so um, I'm sticking. Uh, I like to write in a warm climate, even when I'm not actually sitting in one. In my mind, You're I, 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 I do, I do. Uh, so um, that's why I didn't set my books in Sheffield. And <laughs> as much as Sheffield is lovely, I have, I did. One of my Radio Four drama episodes was set in Sheffield, so I know Sheffield. And there's a certain multi-story car park there which I used to great effect. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the next one's going to be a standalone psychological thriller uh, called Close for Comfort. And then I'm straight back into next year's uh, uh, Broderick and Sullivan and Broderick uh, novel, and uh, I've got a, an idea. Well, I've got about ten of them, but the one I'm doing is uh, is uh, one I'm very excited about, which I won't mention at the moment. Well, we shall all look forward to that. Thanks very much, Robert. No, it's lovely talking to you. Robert's latest Gibraltar-based novel, Killing Rock, is now available and you can find out more about his work on his website, the details of which I have included in the show notes for this episode. In addition to Robert's many other jobs, he's also a podcaster. He presents the Partners in Crime podcast along with his friend and fellow crime writer Adam Croft. Each week they review crime fiction they're reading or watching on TV and they also feature interviews with other writers and TV actors and producers involved in the crime genre too. You can find their podcast on iTunes and in other places as well. The details for this are also in the show notes. My sincere thanks go to Robert Dawes for finding the time to speak to me during his brief and extremely busy visit to the Gibraltar Literary Festival last year and for allowing me to record his reading of Tunnel Vision, a Gibraltar story in the true literary sense. 
thanks go to you too as well for listening. Don't forget to follow Gibraltar Stories on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and tell me what you think of the podcast using the hashtag Gibraltar Stories. You can subscribe to Gibraltar Stories on iTunes, SoundCloud and Spotify. That way you won't miss out on any new episodes. And if you'd be kind enough to rate and review the podcast, that will hopefully mean that other people should be able to find it more easily in future. I'll be back again next week with another Gibraltar story for you. Until then, bye for now and thanks for listening.